When I moved to California and I saw that the beaches were blue water, I'm like, that's mind blowing. But then also I'm like, wait, why aren't my eyes stinging right now? Eastern Europe, we're riding helicopters and Africa, helicopters, Iraq. Are we on? Is this we're live, dude. I love um, that. Thank you so much. I just want to apologize to everybody who's live, been live for a second. I know it took me a second. I hope y'all had some good one-on-one time with my guy right here. I appreciate that. We appreciate your apology, Chase. Thank you very much. I don't really comment on people's energies that much, but you've got some good energy, man. So do you, but you pull it out. I think you pull it out of me because you're, you know what it is? I react well to people who are like human cartoons. Yeah. And you're, and you're one of those people. So you help me feel like I can be myself because you're not turning yourself off for anybody. Yeah, no, I'm not. Dude, the last time I saw you was at a comedy club and you did the first few minutes of your set from behind the crowd. You didn't even come up, come up on stage. When oh, yeah, show yeah, on stage. Yeah. That was hilarious. Thank you, man. I just had to try to have fun. You know, it's whatever, it's yeah. whatever's fun for me at the moment. I don't think anybody else <laughs> in the comedy game moves about the room like you. Thank you, buddy. It's cool. Thank it's you, funny. Buddy. Like this guy will literally go into the crowd. Like I'll carry the mic and just freaking weave and, Wicks and Wayne through the crowd, dude. Yeah, I love, I love, I love, I love a wireless. There's something like when I when I when I get that wireless mic, I feel like a dog. That's like y'all took me off the leash. Are y'all sure about this? Are y'all? Yeah. What's the What's the deal with wireless mics and not having wireless mics? It's very weird. Like, why are we not sticking to one type of mic? Like, naturally, a wireless mic would be better probably for everyone, but it just seems like in stand-up comedy, no. it's like a wire. Oh, you don't think Here's so? what it is. The wireless mic, sometimes if you touch the bottom, the signal goes out a little bit. The cord, every word's going through. Because it's the it, nothing's worse than when you have a wireless mic and it just drops for one second. And it's but always the, on your punchline. Right. It screws something up. But that would potentially happen too with a cord if it's not such a good cord, especially since the way some potentially comics it happens, hold it. But it's, you way know? Less, it's way less with the cord. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think the cord just looks better. Like it, it has a classic bad. look. Yeah. It has a class. Like it's the same cord that probably like, you know. Frank Sinatra and Jerry yeah, Lewis were freaking, losing back in the yeah, day. Yeah, freaking George Carlin was using it. And then also... The Shure um, SM58, if you want to start your own show out there. That's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's the one. That's the one. The 30-foot cord during specials. Yeah, it makes it look good. 38. I like a long. I like a long. Like I like a long. I like a long. Yeah. My perfect. My perfect. Well, because you gotta go from the stage all the way to the back. So if, you need if, a if the, if the leash one. goes that long, I might. I might put it to the test. I don't yeah. know, but I like. I like walking yeah. around. Sometimes. What's up, dude? You got a nice, cleanly shaven head. How Thank often you, do you buddy. shave your head? Every day. I cut it. Every I cut day. it today. Oh, look, it's a little piece of blood. So right what there. do you? <laughs> what do you mean you cut it though? I um. I sometimes, you know, I have the little three, the little one, the rings, like, you go all around it or whatever. But then sometimes you miss a spot. And I had to get the, um, and I grabbed a razor. I was like, I'll just get that with that. And of course, the one time I used the razor, or you nicked just your head, nicked my head first. So you got a little thing right there. Just when did right you there. start? Got it. When did you start shaving your head? Ooh, that's a good question. Honestly, <laughs> probably I moved here in 2019, November 2019. I feel like it was shortly before that. It might have been like in the summer of 2019. Was I was hanging on for a long time. Was Michael Jordan an inspiration to you with the bald head? No, people goat? people kept telling me that I should do it. My buddy Joe Coy, he, he shaves his head, so that's where you know he was put it out there. But you know, like a lot of guys, it goes down to the girl that you're dating at the time. She's like, oh, shave it off. Okay. And she liked it. That's good. But that's a little and bit of pressure, though. Because then once you start, you can't really stop, right? You can't stop. Yeah. But also, it helps to be doing the beard thing, too. At least right. for me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's if, good if, contrast. If you got a little meat on your bones, it helps, too. Because you can... F- 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 
uh, shape your face with your beard, you know? And that's what, when you get into the world of beardness, start off, don't just do it yourself, but, but get cleaned up from like a beardologist or somebody whose race ends with a can. <laughs> so like how, a Dominican, a Jamaican, Puerto Rican, Jamaican, African. You see what, what I'm saying? How They're often, really good with beard shit. How often do you go to the beard guy? Once a week or you do I try yourself? to go once a month and then I trace it for a while and then I go back. It's only 15 bucks for a beard. Wait, what, do you the mean best you, places. what do you mean you trace it? Like you see what they did and you just try to maintain that shape of everything. Oh, right, 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 right. Like, like keep it right by the cheeks. Right. Like, so a guy like me, I have, I have what's known as a, uh, like a round head, right? Who and doesn't? It's fine. But if you have a round head, <laughs> you don't have a round head. Yeah. What do you mean? You have a you have like a like a like a rectangle like a block like a stick figure. Let me give you an example. So if you have a round face like me, I'm a stick figure. That's a round head, and then sticks for the bodies. So when you have a round head, it's important when you're cutting your beard, like you want to do like a line, like see so have like these are lines leading to mustache, planet mustache, right? You have a like a straight line. You know what I mean? And that helps shape. It takes takes away some of the roundness of this, and it gives some definition. So it makes it more symmetrical. Makes you it say? more symmetrical. You can do all sorts of stuff like that, right? With a guy like you, somebody that doesn't have a round head, you could pull off a beard with a little scoop on the side, with a little scoop that goes down a little bit, because then that gives some roundness to this. Your face is already taken care of. The, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you have a very, you have like a chiseled face, like a chi- like a chiseled like a straight face. Like do you ever good. do you do anything this specific with other hairs in your body? Like your eyebrows, I have your calves. I have hair. Every, I mean, how personal we're we getting here. I'm gonna be honest with you. Here's what Let's I like go, to do. To Here's what I like to do. The old, the old, your old dick shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Just the hairs on the base of the dick can you extend up. You shape it up down there. You got to shape it up down there. Oh, Just the no. neck. I get the neck of the. Yeah, I don't know what it's John, called. The shaft. You get the shaft. It's <laughs> fun to get the shaft. Yeah. And then have a little bit of bush act yeah, action like- happening. Because if you go a little, you can go a little deeper on the shaft. You can add a couple inches on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. It's not bad. Hell yeah. Dog. You ever do that? You do some shafting? You do I some will, shafting? You know what? To be honest, bro, I'll just typically go bald eagle. And then like. You're a bald eagle like guy. Every, every three weeks, I'll just go bald. Nice. You know what I mean? Nice. And we were talking last time about uh, exfoliating uh-huh. in the shower. Mm-hmm. But I've been using cold water since then. So like as soon as I go in there, I don't have time to be. I'm just. With cold water, yeah, bro. I've been. That's not good for yourself, bro. You can't do that, bro. Listen, at least when it comes to listen, listen. Think about your grandparents, but also think about this, bro. It's your skin. It's your body. You got to take care of your skin. You only get you only get one wrap. You only get one wrap your whole life. And from what I understand, I don't know the science behind it, but I think hot water opens up some pores or some shit. But you might not be a guy that has to worry about ingrown hairs and stuff like that. I get them sometimes. Do you get them down there? That's funny you mentioned. I actually have one right now. Thank God. Pop up but a picture. <laughs> I'm just what, was it, wasn't it great to find out that, that what it was, that's what it was, though? That's always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know. No, I actually haven't found out. I'm just by me. Oh. I'm pretty sure. You're, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's an ingrown hair. We can cut this part out. It's and definitely it's a, just like the ingrown hair. And it's also <laughs> nice. And it's also been a moment, you know. Since anything's happened down there, a couple months, bro. It's fun to give yourself that attention and to do something like, you know, do little things for yourself. It's like, okay, I don't like Chase making a sandwich for himself. It's just a sandwich. But if you pretend you're making it for somebody that you love, you cut the crust off. You cut the crust. You toast There's, the bread. You toast the bread. You, 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 you throw some lettuce on there. Maybe a tomato. 
I like that, dude. I'm really bad with uh, food, though. Like, I'm not. You don't. You don't. Treat, you don't. You don't give yourself the love. No, like, like I'll just take chickpeas and black beans and just and put hot sauce on it. That's great. Yeah, but bro, that's mind control. That's good mind control. Sure, but it's also like laziness, which is interesting. It you is know, laziness. It's good mind control, but on a side with a side of me just being lazy and vegan. You know, like people are. People who are vegans have suggested all these recipes, but I'm like, I don't want to spend 30 minutes making something that's going to take two minutes to eat. <laughs> you know? I, just don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm I the just same don't. way. Listen, I'm a peanut butter and jelly sandwich guy. Yeah, I've been that way the whole time. Beautiful. It's yeah. so good. What's your favorite so peanut good. butter? I appreciate all the different tastes of all of them, but the answer is Jif. It's got to be Jif, 110%. Is it chunky or smooth? Either one, okay. depending on what I'm feeling at the time. Oh, Depending on what I'm feeling at the time, you can't. Here's the thing: though, you can't go wrong with smooth on some hot bread that just got toasted or whatever. Oof. Jeez, come on! Are Wait, you fucking kidding me? Do you right know, now, do you have some of that peanut butter sometimes that's like oily and you have to? It's a little annoying. I mean, it's good. That was a knife <laughs> gesture. <laughs> here's the thing: anything that has sound effects involved, whether it be <laughs> sex or food, I'm usually a fan of. Yeah, I lo- I love some. So what's been going on since the last time I saw you? I saw you at uh, the shop like uh, two and a half, three weeks ago. It was been a, it's been a fun ride. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I, I headlined the improv in Chicago. Yeah. I did the Friday late night show. Yes, we talked about this it was briefly. So fun. Let's talk about that. And that, that's how we started this episode, by the way. I was talking about how Chase is a man who enjoys the stage, but also enjoys the theater. So he'll, uh, he'll be wixing and waning over there. Pop up this clip right here. That's what I'm talking about. So we see you here um, all over the place in the improv, which yeah. is great. We love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, uh, I don't know. I, just, I love exploring my uh, surroundings. You just accept that you're a funny guy and then you just trust, trust. What if, what if I walk over there? What do I do? Yeah. Wait, by the way, was that a wireless mic or? They what? had a wireless mic and a corded oh. mic. So oh, I would just okay. grab either mic depending on what I was uh-huh. doing at the time. And I was yeah. handing some people mics or whatever. Just whatever tools I have to play with, I'm going to play with them. You know Why don't I mean? more comics do that? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they could if they wanted to. But why don't they? I don't know. They're just not their thing. Or sometimes they're just working on a piece that is represent or they're telling a story or they're Because I think once you make that move to jump off the stage, you're kind of like, all right, anything goes right now. It seems like you're not going to try and work on a particular bit. You're like, all right, let's go. Let's work. Let's see. Yeah. What, let's see what the, this crowd gives me. Yeah. 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 For Which sure. Which is a bold move. Which is a bold move. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I do it whenever I feel like it. Like <laughs> I know I should probably save it towards the end or the halfway point or whatever. But sometimes when I'm just feeling, I'm like, "Here we go!" Like my body just starts moving, and then it just it happens naturally. It was yeah. organic. I promise it happened organically. It wasn't that weird. I try to make it. I learned I learned a new word that I love. I don't know if I'm gonna name. I might name my new a special after it or something. Oh, then somebody, don't give it away. Okay, I'll stop. Wait, come on. I was joking. Give it to us. Sprezzatura. The shit? Is that Italian? Yeah. Which means? I, I, it, I'm i sure you could look it up, but the, the way my brain interpreted it was like, yeah. don't give a fuckness. Like, actual don't I, give a fuckness. I got that spritz of two words. Yeah, like you just don't. And then the last time you were in the pod, which Devil is uh, care, a couple months ago, we had another word, perspicacious, which came from Tate. So we used that uh, use that word from Andrew Tate. Who's like, word. he's completely gone now, this guy. You is see some gone? clips of him, but he's got some. Point. I'm sure his clips are still out there. <laughs> Motivations are forever. Yeah, you're right. Actually. Motivations are forever. You're kidding me. People are going to meme that stuff and put little sounds and music on there and stuff. Motivations you know, are forever. These days, if people really did need to be motivated and somebody's words would motivate them, 
This is the best time to be alive, dude. You don't have to read a freaking book. You can be on TikTok, see four dumb clips in a row, and then the next one's like, you gotta prepare for life. You gotta wake up early, do the gym and all this shit, and then you're like, oh, okay, now I'm motivated by it. But I don't know how motivated today's society is by the these motivational speakers. I think it's harder to... Here's the problem. Like, I, I love the TikTok stuff and stuff like that, but it's also like a greatest hits dopamine rush for your brain where it's like maybe the cool thing about a book is that you get to spend, uh, you know, 20 minutes on a chapter really letting something sink in and hit these different examples and stuff. And you'll actually apply it to your life a little bit, whereas it's like, oh, that's a good motivation. I like that. I'm gonna, I want to I wanna do that. And then you move nice on video, and yeah. you're watching somebody like jump off of a building. And you forget about like it. He, there was actually, um, yeah. so this kid, Devin Loren, came on the podcast and he's like a 21-year-old TikToker, has like 2 million followers on TikTok. And he was just talking about how TikTok is messing up younger people, like even his age's brain. If you ask anybody one TikTok that they saw yesterday, they really couldn't tell you usually. Which is yeah. insane. You watch 150 videos and you can tell a person one video that you watched. It's unless you wild. send it to 10 of your friends and then you're all talking about it in a group chat. But besides that, it's like, it's just the tidbits of five seconds. It's a, Your memory really isn't uh, used to having to remember something that's so minuscule. Absolutely. Even if it's hilarious. God forbid having a conversation with some of these people and, and you realize the fact that you make eye contact and you're actually talking to them. Sometimes that you can kind of freak out somebody. How who, do you mean? What do you mean? I don't know. You, you ever you ever talk to like one of these like a like a Gen Z or like a, like a younger person who's like just spends a lot of time on their phone and stuff, and you express, "Hey, this makes me feel like this. Maybe we should do something else." You know what I mean? And it's sort of jarring where they people feel like they can be themselves behind a screen. I know I've I've dated people or hung out with people where they feel they're they're more honest with me in, in a text than in real life, and I'm like the opposite. Cause I feel like in text world. I'm like, hey, let's just get on the phone. Like, yeah, let's get out of this yeah, fucking text. Changing. Oh man. You know what I mean? Oh man. Where people they're they're more comfortable behind the, the keyboard. Behind the keyboard. Yeah, it's scary. And you'll see even like on um And I here's how, the crazy part, the ahead. AI sees that. We'll get to that one second. And you'll see a negative feedback from fake accounts nowadays. You know, you won't see negative feedback or something mean on a, on a YouTube comment from somebody who has a legit profile, some subscribers, they posted some videos. You won't see that. You'll see it from a ghost type account. Can I tell you what that is? What? I think that is modern society's version of a prank call. And I think that's what they're into. I think that's what these kids are into. That's what these people are into. They just want to troll have your a energy. burner account. They just have a burner account. They want to drain your energy. So they say something that'll be, if this guy reads this, this will fucking drain the shit out yeah, of him. Yeah, what the fuck? And there's fucking experts in that. But you got to understand the way they feel about that. Like when, when the person comments on that, that's like their version of how we, what we feel when we have like a, a connection or an applause break. Or okay. A, what were you saying about the AI though? Let's get lab. back to that. What do you mean? What was I talking about? You were talking about how. Um, well, if AI if, if these the people comments. are more them, my theory is if these people are more themselves mm -hmm. in that sort of in, in a text or whatever, the AI is learning sort of how to be a human from those types of people. Oh, and I'm not saying that the AI is. It could be a villain. It could be okay. It could be whatever it wants to be. It could learn some lessons and make some mistake, Mr. AI. But I also, or miss, but, or how they, you're safe with they. All of they. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the ones and the O's. Um, you see what I'm saying? Yes. And um, <laughs> I've been at places maybe within like the last three months where I'll see a girl or two that I've matched with on a dating app. And we both know that we matched. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're not going to talk about it. Uh, whoops. Uh, Wait, you you were at a party no, and you saw somebody? Well, I matched with them. We didn't talk on the apps or whatever. But you just matched? Yeah. Okay. Which, like, if you match with people, does that mean you're interested these days? Maybe not. Because you start that combo with them. Hi. With the four eyes. And then if they don't get back to you, it's like, wow. What do we match for? I started having fun with the first message. I like the first message. Because it's, it's their one first message. They might not answer back. But it's like, I'm going to be honest with my first message. Like, hey, this is, this is the vibe that I'm getting from you. And it... It's been nice, but I also think that it's also something that I do like all the time anyway. Like I do with like man on the street stuff, like talking to people on the stage or whatever. It's like, hey, you make me feel like this. Am I right? Well, and I think it's that fun. also no, it's also you're making it like your stand up. Yeah, I'm still exercising my same right. brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's, it's like doing crowd work on the, the thing or something. I yeah. don't know. Just talking to them. It's just yeah. we're just talking to each other. That's all we're doing is talking to each other. We don't have to overthink it. I think, you know. Do you think that there's a difference in terms of connecting with the crowd? I mean, maybe this is an obvious question, but you let me know. When you're hosting and when you have a spot, is there a is there a true difference? Yeah. I mean, I feel like a, I mean, a spot's a lot easier because they're, they're already an entity and they already think it's already a show. Usually sure. they're right. Re- they're ready to laugh. They're ready to laugh. And then anything I do to break that reality is more of a treat. I think you mean when you just have a spot or when you're hosting, when I just, when you just have a spot, anything like that's why like I, like if you give a host a spot on like somebody who's good at hosting a spot on a show they're gonna they're gonna cr- if they're a good host they're gonna appreciate that spot and because it's all just connecting with people so if they're already connected to the show it's easy to connect to the person the thing about the host is you have to connect to the person and the fact that we're watching a show right now you know you know it's like and you have to in some words hold their hands and be like well you know you guys should laugh. Yeah, and it's the beginning because then of the I'm show. I'm gonna too. feel good. I just started telling them honestly. I'm like, look, I know people think that you know us comics are here to to heal you guys and make you guys laugh, yeah, I heard and you, and you don't that. have to participate. But if you guys make us feel good, this is just a good ride for everybody, and you get to see people having a good time. And I think sometimes hosts are underappreciated. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. You know what I mean? Because a thousand percent, especially as an audience member. You're like, all right, here's the first comic. You know what I mean? You're not thinking, oh, this guy is going to host us and hold our hand through the next hour and 20 minutes. They don't you're know thinking, what it is. Yeah, you're thinking, all right, this is the first comic. Go ahead. And then he's going to go and he's going to leave. But also I started <laughs> explaining them what the show. I'm like, look, there's probably going to be like seven or eight people that are going to go up here. So you guys are going to get like an entire buffet of different types of comedy. It's going to be fun. But it's so it's so funny. Like, you know, you do hundreds of spots a month. And you see nobody's, no host is explaining what the show is. I started just explaining what the show is. And I'm like, Smart. it makes like it, e- it makes it easier psychological. This is what's going to happen. For me, I'm being honest. Cause it's sort of, it's sort of weird to just take them into this world. It's like, let me hold your hand and take you to this world for a second. Yeah. So, you know, and then blah, blah, blah. We'll When's see that, do you produce a show? No, but it's interesting. I'm surprised, but I'll, 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 I'll say this, this too. Making a little noise. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. My arm is You're everywhere. Good. Um, what, 
thought was I going to say? I was saying, why why haven't you produced? It seems like I was going to say this by the the host thing. Yeah. I think, you know, a host is underappreciated when when you're good at hosting. Some people will hit you up just for hosting. But when you're good at spots, nobody's going to hit up a spot person and be like, hey, can you host this show? That never happens. Right. But it does work the other way around. Yes. Right? Yes. So the cool thing about being a host is we get to live in two worlds. The world of people who need a host <laughs> and the and the world of let's give this guy a spot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's cool. How you been doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Are they caught up on your world yeah. or what you Yeah, doing? yeah, they're caught up. We had um Olga Neymar on the pod. Uh, she's amazing. The other day. She's so freaking funny, dude. That's one of my favorite people. She's yeah, so she's great. She's I see so you guys funny. I see you guys are always to, together on, on shows. Mm-hmm. Um we briefly touched on the Israeli Palestine conflict, but this past Monday we had somebody who was in the IDF um, army in Israel come on the podcast. So as you guys are listening to this, this today's Thursday, but she came on Monday. So I imagine that episode is, was crazy. So I've been diving into it a little bit more and um, yeah, just talking about politics of the world, man, because I'm Jewish. I don't know if you know that. No, no. Yeah. But um, interesting time. Crazy, uh, crazy situation in the world, right dude. Now, dude. I, I, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can, and yeah, that's good. And watch what's going on, and yeah. what I can. It's hard to, it's hard to it's watch. Very stuff. hard to watch. It's hard to because watch because it's such a sensitive topic, mm-hmm. and um, there could be things to be said on both sides, dude. You know, like I, I'm, yeah, the, my side, the side that I have picked is because of my heritage and what I know from what has happened over the past. 75 years but then there are people on the other side that probably don't agree with me it's interesting to see how some people who aren't maybe as educated on the topic will now come into the topic and they're you know ripping off kidnap signs of of uh telephone poles and shit like that yeah um but yeah i'm, I'm happy that we had nama on the past episode if you guys didn't listen to that, that episode listen after this Absolutely. but um it's it's uh very interesting very interesting, man. And being in America, you know, I feel like we're, or myself at least, I feel like some things that are given to me, I take for granted, you know? Absolutely. Everything all around. Absolutely. I don't, I'm I'm not in a position of, uh, I don't think I have enough people listening to me where I would ever put like a, like a, like some people put like a press release like thing. I'm dumb as balls. I know nothing about anything. <laughs> um. But but I I feel like peace on earth I think is a fair thing to a to preach thousand percent you know I mean? and I say that too a peace on earth bro. like That's imagine it. imagine if we were all nice to each other granted there's been so many things that have happened in humanity but like if we just take it from today from this point forward if everyone's like all right let's put the weapons down no more killing people let's be nice absolutely yeah it's a pretty vague but um just in general man just it it, you know people are people are passionate about about what they feel you know 100 percent um 100 percent, and that could be good or bad it could be good or bad i mean i i try not to unless i really know about something and stuff like that i try not to um because i feel like a lot of people are just some people some people are just jumping in even in like the comedy community where some people are just jumping in and they maybe they know a lot or they or they feel like they're educated enough to speak on some things but i also feel like it, it just feels a little weird 
depending, you know, what your industry is, what your following is, what you're going for. Cause I would, I wouldn't want to be like a profiteer off of like, let me get likes because I have this like edgy thing that I'm saying. Like, it's, it's not about that. Like that yeah. just, you know, it's just, it's just a very, it's so sad. It's just everything about it is sad. And Olga was talking about how a lot of her material it revolves around her being Jewish, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you know, you've heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's saying it's a little bit difficult to be on stage right now. Which I find interesting, you know, doing 30 minute sets and not bringing up her heritage. It's like, that's a lot of her material. It's, and, it's, so, and it's who you are. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, bud. Next topic. Let's okay. do something light. <laughs> Let me get some water on that. Also. Yeah, get some water. Take a sip. Uh, you have any travel plans coming up? You going anywhere? I have nothing. Uh plan so far i think i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna do texas i think i'm gonna hit up texas oh let's go. have you up. been yet i haven't been in a while Re- oh, I've okay, been, I'm from okay. there. i haven't been in a while I'm, I'm from texas so the first oh, right i knew that houston mm-hmm. i'm from there so you're gonna move back maybe? no hell no no, no. Hell i love no. it here i love new york yeah no, i love no but but you've never really been immersed in the comedy scene in texas right no, I was. Yeah, and I started like off Austin. There. Yeah, like in Texas was so fun, and I feel like I reached a point where you kind of have like walk on status with like a lot of shows and stuff, where people are like they'll just let you go up because the club loves you or whatever. I mean, maybe not like a headliner show, but you know what I mean. Like they'll definitely throw my name in the hat of this guy should open for whoever or any local show. They just throw you up because they know you're always gonna you know. Get the crowd going. Have you been to the comedy mothership yet? Joe Rogan's I have club? not. That looks amazing. Yeah, though. it looks sick. Everything about that looks amazing. Yeah, and then apparently they're paying the comics out the wazoo, I'm hearing. Like they'll get a percentage of the door, That's which is just too. unheard of. That's you know super I mean? cool. I mean, paying yeah, like a place a that actually changed with the times and are paying people some yeah. stuff. That's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Earth is our mothership. Do you, you believe know? in aliens? Yes. Yes. It, it, they might not be... Maybe maybe they might not even be on this plane of existence that we're on, but yeah. there's 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 so much stuff out there. Yeah, because it goes on for a long time. I feel like the, being in Texas though, you might have had a good shot at maybe spotting a UFO in the. I mean, you air, see wacky you know? stuff in the sky, but I don't know what everything <laughs> is. You know, I you know I don't know what everything is. I think there's a there's a good chance that they're underwater. To be honest with oh you. Oh my god, yeah, and we haven't even searched apparently like ten percent of the. Uh, yeah, the we know more about the have. moon than we know about. Yeah, the that's. Ocean. Stop, dude. Would you have gone on that thing underwater? You know what I'm talking about? The people who um blew up. Would you have gone on that? No. No? No. I would have maybe. Well, you wouldn't have? That's you're that type of person. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm the Why don't you tell me there's guy. no windows on there? Oh, there was. It was just small windows. There's like one in the front. <laughs> but bro, if something costs like five hundred K to do and they were like, All right, come down, do it for free, you wouldn't have done it? I, I think I if I have. had 500k, <laughs> my heart is so huge. Yeah, I would. You would have given it to somebody. Else. Yeah, come on, like Mr. Beast of the comedy game. Do you hear he got offered to go that. on that thing? No. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was saying like a couple months ago. He was talking about it. That would have been a jam. Would have been a good YouTube video because he apparently um, has a video that he'll release if he dies. Really? Which is crazy. And like future videos, you know, like hey me five years from now. I have 1 billion subscribers on YouTube or whatever. Kids killing it, man. Kids killing it. That's amazing. I find it wild that billionaires do stuff like that. 
Well, he's the modern day billionaire, though, you know? He, the kid's. Oh, Mr. B? 23 years old, and he's worth probably multiple billions. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, opportunity in this uh, content game. Is he you know hiring? I mean? <laughs> Maybe. Let me be his father. He, yeah, he needs a house comedian. What? <laughs> You just can the, do just that. The, just Fonsworth a room in his house. Bentley, bro. I like, a think, room, like a room in his house. I wonder if you guys actually know who that is, Fonsworth Bentley. He was rapping for a moment too, right? Yeah, he has some good, he has some bangers. He had Fonsworth. a couple bangers. He was he rolling with the G unit crowd for a moment? No, uh, I think he was maybe. I mean, I know for sure he was rolling with I saw him he has a song with Kanye and somebody else. I don't remember, but he has he has some he has some bangers out there for sure. I think he who did he roll with? I think that was P. Diddy's guy, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You hear what's happening with P. Diddy? Mm, is it sad? Yeah, but it's also a little sus. Uh, the guy who murdered Tupac apparently said that P. Diddy gave him a million dollars to do so. No, that guy's just getting in the news. Oh, I P. Like Diddy's this. so nice. Yeah, P. Diddy strong. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like a nice guy. I really hope it's not true. Yeah. Like, that's a ridiculous thing to lie about. Yeah, yeah P. Diddy gave me a million dollars. He's not. A if you want to be on TV, you, there's you. People can say anything to get on TV. Yeah, you know, that's true. Maybe. And P Diddy was like, "I'm not even addressing this ludicrous statement." And then Fifty Cent went on stage and said that it was true. So crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Fifty Cent doesn't. I'm liking his little comeback. You see, he's on tour now. Fifty oh. Cent. Really? I heard he lives in Houston. Oh yeah, that guy's amazing. yeah makes sense. Did you ever see the house that he lived in in Connecticut no. for a while? No. Pop it up right here. He bought it for like twenty mil. It was uh, fifty thousand square feet, and then he finally sold it for like six mil. It was, <laughs> it was Evander Holyfield's house that I think he initially bought for like eighty million. Then fifty bought it off him, and then he just sold it again for six mil. But it was in the middle of the woods in Connecticut, and it just, probably just cost so much to to run. Had like a strip club, indoor basketball, indoor pools. People that attain that, I'm, I'm fascinated by anybody that can attain. Do you hear like about that. this guy, uh, Ken Griffin, who's a manager of a hedge fund? He owns a hedge fund. He's worth $35 billion. He spent the last 10 years buying contiguous land in Palm Beach. He bought 14 lots, and now he's about to build a billion-dollar house on a 1,000 um, feet of frontage on Palm Beach. It's insane. That's wild. Yeah. It's fresh. People are so smart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he needed that many, though. You think he needed that many? That many acres? Or that, yeah, that many houses could, like next to each other. I don't know about all that. Yeah. That I think, seems like a world. I think it's uh, like 20 acres on the beach. Jesus, that's a lot. Do you guys go to the beach in Texas? We have a bad beach. In Houston, we had a bad beach. It was, I well, mean, it was not the bad, bad beach. It was, it's a good beach. <laughs> we have a beach called Galveston. The thing about it is it looks, it looks like a beach. It sounds like a beach. It just doesn't smell or oh, it's like you oil. can't open your eyes underwater <laughs> like it's a beach. That's where Robert Durst killed that woman. Do you in remember Galveston? him? Do you remember him? Jesus, no. The you know, guy the, guy from the, the guy yeah. from the Jinx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch that documentary? They were yeah. talking about Galveston, Texas. I remember watching it. Yeah, it was, it was a world. I think that was the time when I had heard about Galveston. That's why I had to take a true crime break. I don't like stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's scary. Kinda... But why would, they, why, would they, uh, why would the beach not be so nice there? It's just near oil rigs and stuff it's like, like that? It's like the water's brown. Dude. So it's like, it's, you know, like, like, and it has a smell to it, like like it's like a like like when I when I moved to California and I saw that the beaches were blue water, I'm like that's mind blowing. But then also I'm like, wait, why aren't my eyes stinging right now? Because normally you get close to the water, like my eyes start getting a little. There's like a there's like a pungent. Oh wow, this is a different thing. But the Galveston community is so nice and so fun. I remember I saw this movie. 
Blake Lively starred in a movie where she was like fighting a shark. Sharknado. <laughs> oh no, that's the Tara Reid movie. A I regular know, shark. I, I know what you're talking about. It was about. like a regular shark. And she was like on the rock in the water, right? Yes. And I saw it in Texas, in Houston. And I remember <laughs> there was a packed theater. That's what's great about Houston. I think Houston's one of the best places to watch movies out on the planet. Because the reason people go outside is they go to AC. So movies are packed like every weekend. Like when you see a movie did number one or whatever, most of that money is made in Houston <laughs> every time. And uh, we saw that movie. And at the end of the movie, it cuts to this shot of this beautiful beach. And it was like all serene, had all these like nice trees and stuff. And the water's blue. And at the bottom of the screen, it said Galveston, Texas. And someone in the theater goes, man, that ain't no Galveston. Oh, and everybody hilarious. in the theater just died yeah, laughing, bro. It was the funniest I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in a, in a movie theater. It was so funny. Is Houston not that healthy of a city? What do you mean? Like overweight people, obese people. I mean, it's not number one. I think it's up there though, no? But it's probably in the top four. Like it's <laughs> the food is so good. The food is so good. Is it the driving and the Because you're driving to go eat. Yeah, you're driving and then, and then there's a bunch of options and there's a bunch of. Yeah. Well, I mean, lack of like, healthy options is what I meant. I mean, you just want to eat good food. I mean, yeah, dude, Houston, who doesn't? I like get it's, it. it's decadence, bro. I can imagine it would just be so difficult to stay fit and in shape if you're not walking every single day. If you're driving everywhere, if you're driving, it's hard. And dude. then also, it's next to Louisiana. They're they they're shipping foods and recipes oh, yeah. in there all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Also, huge like Vietnamese community. So like you know, Filipinos are in Houston. So like the food is just great from all these different cultures that are just just sharing food it's like check out our restaurant like food that you go you go eat there and you live you know you just eat and live you everything's live bigger in texas oh, that's what they say dude yeah what was like a main attraction in your town that you enjoy going to maybe in high school in high school for me we had a six flags in houston at the time it's not there anymore oh uh, yeah dude i went there i had so much fun i went there not too long ago oh really yeah I'm not fun. a roller coaster. You can, they, they, they just let you keep riding on the roller coaster over and over yeah, again. Because you all you gotta do is turn around. Like whenever you get off the roller coaster, turn around Go and right look back at in it. The line. And if, no, if there's another, if there's an empty seat and they're about to close the, you know, sh- oh, right. pull the, the things down, just get in the empty seat. The kids that work there, nobody cares. <laughs> Wait, but was it? I a rode day- King to Ka seven times in a row. It was a day pass that you had to pay for Six Flags, or it was like you had to pay per ride. Day pass. Oh, okay. There you go. Day pass, just a bunch of lines. So you went to Six Flags a bunch in Houston. A bunch. I imagine I love, that was probably a roller coaster one, guy. That was I probably one of the rides. scarier ones too, because it was in Texas. Oh yeah. Any, if you show me a roller coaster that's made out of wood, and I'll show you me going there first. Did you ever go in the Cyclone? In Texas Coney Cyclone. I- no, in Coney Island. No. There's a Texas Cyclone. Yeah, that was the one. It, here's the thing. Some of these roller coasters, they ship them throughout the country and they go to oh other my places. Ship like my them? favorite ride was called Grease Lightning in Houston, and I believe I read that it's. Somewhere I don't know where they shipped it to, but they shipped it to another place. So some of these rides don't die. Like the architecture is there. All they do is ship the pieces yeah, ship out. The parts. And it's what amazing. was the scariest one you've ever been on roller coaster? I mean, scary is a strong word, but I, I like <laughs> I like the ones that get the most amount of dopamine out. I, I like one that has a quick start, like when you like don't know when it's gonna uh, start, yeah. and it's like, whoa, well, when's this gonna? Wait, but like goes. going backwards, you like? Or? I love. I love. Here's what I like: forwards, backwards, a twisty, and a loop. 
give me all those in Dude, a ride. So when you go on this ride, though, like you're excited. And when you're up in the air, you're going, ah, this is sick. Love this high in the air. Love high in the air. Love a crazy drop. If, oh if the drop has a twist, it's my favorite one. I like it. I like when you go up high, you can see like this, the town or whatever. Like I love God, I love roller coasters so I guess much. each human is really different because I really don't like it. I'd be freaking out. I'd be on the verge of crying. My stomach would be in my throat, ready to throw up. Seriously. <laughs> the roller coasters have, have uh, that's what I think of when I think of crowds. And it helps me not not be mad at them. What do you, you for think not, of roller coasters? Uh, yeah, because sometimes, it, especially like say you hosted a show, sometimes, you know, for you, maybe for the entire show, some audiences are hype. They're fired. They're going to pull some stuff out of you. You're going to walk out of it with some new tags, some new jokes, some new being honest and feeling some stuff from your heart. That's so, so some, some new material. You're going to come out of it uh, a great uh, experience with a bunch of uh, classic moments in it that you feel really proud of and you can feel like your authentic self. And then, and, and I like to think of those crowds as roller coasters with loops, right? <laughs> like a fun roller coaster with a loop. And then some crowds are like, uh, they're the tea, just a little teacup ride. And that's as hard as they're going to laugh. They appreciate it. They're just, they're just, they, that's just how they get down. That's just how they get down. And you have to learn to read that is still a connection. The worst one it's I've ever done. Connection. I don't know what it's called, but it goes like this. And it's like the boat. Do they have a name for that? You know what I mean? It's like the swinging. I know boat. what you're talking like about. That's you're a good in one. the top up here. Sometimes and it goes upside down there. a little bit. And oh. it goes off. You don't like yeah. Go, yeah. Hate. You don't Scary, like those? Dude. No. Have you been skydiving? The one in Houston was a rocket ship. I have not been skydiving. Would you? I think you'd like it, right? I definitely would. Wow. I definitely would. You got to go. I did bungee jump. I, went, I did bungee jumping in, in New Zealand. That was oh, fun. my God. And you were cool with that? You were yeah. pumped to do it? Yeah, oh yeah. I loved it. Damn. It was so fun. All right. I mean, I felt funny, but it was fun. It was fun. Because <laughs> they attach it to your ankles. And then how far was the drop? Well, like, so when you jump off, I guess you're supposed to, like, jump like you're diving off a diving board and, like, go head first yeah. or whatever, which makes yeah. sense. But I think I did it. I just jumped off regular style. So there was. Oh, like, yanked your feet. Like, yanked it, which I didn't mind. It feels great on your back. If you want some back, oh, my God, it feels so good. Anyway, I love stuff like that. I love stuff like that. Yeah. I love thrill rides. And You ever go ziplining? No. I did that one time in Costa Rica. It was a little scary, but it was That fine. seems wild. Yeah. But definitely less scary than a roller coaster. Here's the thing. Everything's a little scarier when you're a bigger guy. Because sometimes they're not used to certain people or you have to have a certain special cord. Like, like if you weigh over 200 pounds, a lot of times they make you grab certain items and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And that would freak you out. Yeah, it's like, oh, we got to give you the special rope or whatever. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, how many, how many times have they tested that rope? Have you been out? in that uh, helicopter? Like the New York. Oh yeah, mini helicopter helicopters. Ride. Not the New York City one, but oh, okay. you know when you do shows for the troops and stuff like that. So like I've gone like Eastern Europe, we're riding helicopters and Africa helicopters. Like there's so many goofy Iraq. You know what I mean? They let you ride different. You've been to Iraq? Yeah, just to entertain the troops. Not like I fought in there. I fought boredom. Right. Well, you also <laughs> fought the. Yeah, I'd say that's better. You fought boredom. <laughs> what were you? How long were you there? Like a, like a month. Usually you, you tour around for like a month. When was this? This was probably like when I first started doing comedy, like in 2008, 2009. Wow. I started I, in 07, wow. November 6, 2006. So approaching um, something. <laughs> 16 years. I started when I was a kid. Years. Yeah, maybe 17, something like that. What made you start? 
I uh, I wanted to make like movies and stuff, and uh, and I loved like short films and stuff like that and like little short videos and I wanted to make stuff like that but it's hard to get everybody off at the same time and then I realized with stand up I'm like oh that guy's like writing directing editing doing everything with his with his act that sounds fun that'd be a cool skill to learn but I thought the skill to learn was just going up and talking to people I didn't know like I remember the before I started doing comedy I was like all right well I'd like to work at a comedy club to see how it works so I got like a uh, like a ticket booth job at the improv in Houston and uh, and I saw the first show and I'm like that's crazy I could never do that and then and it was uh, and then I saw the second show and I realized all everybody was doing the same act I'm like oh they, it's an act like they wrote it down like I thought people were just going up and freshly talking like i thought martin's special was just him going out there and talking for an hour and a half Hilarious. i had no idea i didn't know how the magic worked. i didn't know that what was involved to create the trick that did was, you do was, theater though in high school middle school in middle school i did yeah yeah, yeah in middle school i did but not, not, never anything else no how old were you when you moved to new york how old was I? This I was here in recent. 2019. 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how was the pandemic for you? I don't think we talked about this last. I time. was in I was in the Bronx for the pandemic, and and it was a nice place to be. I was in I was in I was in Throg's Neck. It was a nice part. It was cool. Yeah, we touched on this. It was chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't bad, but it but it also eventually I had to get out of the house, like because when you when you're in when you're locked up for like a month or two, and then you finally go out and do like a show or something, or just talk to people, it's like you realize how much you miss it. It's like okay, I, yeah, I'm, this is what I need to do. Like like I first like during the minute I picked up a guitar, I tried to learn the guitar. I was like, I'm just gonna learn this one guitar, man. You know, and it's gonna be fine. Are you good at guitar now? No, no, no. The bass was more fun for yeah. me. The I feel bass like it's was probably easier though to play the bass, right? Just Way three for me, it is. I just like the way the bass feels like i like that it, the it's a big piece of wood that just vibrates through your chest and it just feels it's electric though right yeah it's electric but it just it feels good like i like the way that feels the thum and the it, oof, you know what i mean it just feels good and i like anything you know you can it's easier for a guy with big hands like me to play it with just the whole flicking of the chord everything about it feels nice you know what i mean it just that instrument spoke to me a lot. I, I can think. see you being in a band back there with like a little hat, shades on, just doom, 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 right? You see yourself doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a more of a front man guy, but for sure. Yeah. I can yeah, do that yeah, too, yeah. Definitely. Sure, you play the sure. bass, sing, be one of those unusual guys, but it, it'd be fresh. One of those unusual guys. It'd be in a good way, man. I, I mean, love that. what instrument would you play? Bro, I played the trumpet for like three weeks. It what? was terrible. Did, did, was did so your jaws bad. pop out? Did it make your... your... I was like... Because that's how you have to play it. Like, you know what I mean? And you're like, I hate making this face. You're like, you're like I'm not going to make this face. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I got a thin looking face. I can't be uh, circling it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, I played it for three weeks. And then for the recital, I was just like pretending to play. It was terrible. I didn't like the trumpet. Oh, so Our teacher made Marty a was a show. good guy. You made it to a whole show. That's yeah, great. I had to because my dad bought, <laughs> bought me a trumpet. He's like, you better play this thing for the next few because years. Because you selected the trumpet as the one you wanted to play. Yeah, dude. I don't even Who know was the trumpet. Is there even a trumpet motherfucker in a band that you would be like, this guy's the Paul McCartney of trumpet? <laughs> Maybe Miles Davis, but no. I don't even think. No, I don't Correct. know. Yeah, that was we a can cut good, that out. I should, have known, I should have known that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the black trumpet player guy. Okay, well, he if, was if Miles Davis is the Michael Jordan of trumpet, who's number two? Yeah, there's only Miles Davis. <laughs> 
how did you end up in New York? Were you like, this is the this is the place I gotta go? Because you were in L.A. for a moment. I was in L.A. for a moment. I just Why honestly did you stay there. Tra- traveling around everywhere. There's something magical about New York City where I would just sort of go and look at what I was writing, and there was. If it was a chart, it would be like, this is how much I wrote here. This is how much I wrote here. This is how much I wrote here. And then, oh, I went to New York this month, and that's how much I wrote. And then everything else is like, this is how much, this is how much, this is how much. So something about it always pulled something out of me. I, I romanticize the, the the city. It's really the people. Like, I'm a, I'm a, as much as I can be an introvert a lot of times, I'm also like a people person whenever I'm ready to people it up. And I feel like New York has some of my favorite people because it's people that are unapologetically themselves and it's such a stark opposite from what niceness in the south is or what niceness in california is because in new york it's it's a niceness but it's also a a a rudeness but it's coming from being nice it's like i'm not gonna pepper this i'm not gonna you know pour any sugar on this you're being an asshole right now and here's why and i love that like for somebody like me that's perfect if you have any sort of people pleaser energy new york is very therapeutic to bring bring you back to just just be honest be yourself just to wrap back to what we were talking about in the beginning i wonder if that is going to continuously change as people feel more comfortable behind their devices and telling people things and then you're saying like in person how people are different that's so good i I feel like new york in a lot of ways is the last bastion of that of people not hiding behind their devices and Uh, stuff like that you know that's insane yeah Yeah. i mean for sure in the united states the united states yeah i don't know for sure for sure yeah i love that that's a good question Dude, I, I uh, get so excited when I do a show and you're in the room. I'm like, we're going to have some fun tonight. You too, man. You, you know too, what it man. is? Because you're not just you. Well. You're also like the brand. It's you. Like at a, at a certain point, we're also kind of selling our vibes, right? It's like, hey, you know, I know I'm funny and you know you're funny, but it's also people that want to, they want to see more of our vibe. And it just to be able to brighten somebody's day with our essence is fucking huge and you remind me of that do you, you have, do that to yourself thank you man do you have people from your early career days that supported you initially and then now that you've been in the game for so long they see that you're actually doing it and they're like ah i don't know i liked chase when he was down here in houston on the grind but now his career is trending upwards and i don't know if i like to see that i don't maybe know maybe some hometown jealousy i mean that might exist but i don't you don't you don't pay attention to it. like i really i really well can't throw any energy on that because so, here's the thing i could throw i could escape into anything i downloaded armored core six and i shouldn't have on steam what the video game but the point is <laughs> Oh, I can what? pour my energy into anywhere, but I know I got to like edit some stuff and post some stuff and I'm trying to let that be. It truly is a lifestyle change for someone like me who's so used to celebrating the present and just having fun in the room. It's like, all right, I got I should start posting some of this stuff up, you know, and it's fun. I just started doing it like a couple weeks ago. It's not bad. It's I'm like, it's fine. And then sort of treating the internet like it's just, it's just an art gallery of some stuff that I've done. A journal. It's a or yeah, or a um, um, like a portfolio, if you will, of some. I think all of us need to some moments from my life. It's cool. We all need to embrace that. It's a a journal rather than 
a a, a lot a lotto that you're playing to go viral. That's yeah. probably not like like I was I was like why am I putting that pressure on myself? I've never had anything go viral anyway. Why do I care if it just got through? Well, yes, you views? have. <laughs> no. Yes, I'm sure you have. But you mean to the point where it's changing your life like an overnight situation, like a Matt Rife or whatever. Nothing. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. I mean, what's viral? Like in the tens of thousands, 20,000s? I'm one of those guys. But I'm sure if I at least keep throwing something out there, something might catch on and it might not. It will, but I'm happy, will, with, will, will, I'm happy right. with the stuff that I'm putting out. I have to not care about the... And we're in the baby stages of it, man. You know, so people don't really uh, don't know how to really act when it comes to their social media you know people are putting the best version of themselves yeah always up on their page or that's how they want to be seen you know people aren't throwing up blurry shit but you know why they're doing that it's because other people are hypnotizing them into thinking that that's what it is but the least time hypnotizing into that's what it is what do you mean yeah like it's like a group think situation like if you show up to a party and everybody's thinking this about this thing then you're like, oh, so we all feel this way about this thing, right? But in actuality, it can be whatever you want it to be. It could just be a tool. It could just be a thing that you post your stuff in and get out. You know what I mean? Spend as much time on it as you think necessary to help you with whatever you need help with, but or to get inspiration or whatever. You know, we we could we could use it as a tool because I used to dislike it and treat it like the enemy for so long. And, and treat it like a this toxic thing. One specific app or all of them? Yeah, all of them in general. I mean, you can spend too much time on anything and it's not good because it, it sees what you're spending, what you're pausing on. You know what I mean? And they know. Yeah. Like if I open it up now, nine times out of ten, it's going to open with something sad because that's what I've been looking. You know, that's <laughs> what the news is right now. So it's going to open with something sad. I'm going to stay there for a while. and it's, But it's going to know, I'm, hey, this guy really likes the sad core shit. Let's keep doing that. And then before you know it, you, you, you you've got a snuff app. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's important just to spend time on the stuff that you like yeah. and share the positive, uplifting stuff that you like. And the app can sort of reward you with some of that more and more. I but, think TV networks are getting that way, too. They're seeing that people will spend the most time on dramatic events when it comes to, you know, absolutely. if you're turning on Fox News, like my grandma, for example, spends a ton of time watching the news and she shouldn't spend as much time, grandma, watching the news, especially when it's the same story kind of over and over and it's getting worse. You know, like you're... It's getting worse. It's give, it's, yeah. And it's just, it's just complaining and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not good, but people are going to escape into what they're going to escape to at the yeah. end of the day. You know, sometimes I'll get into maybe like on Instagram reels, I'll get into like 20 videos in a row where I legitimately think like half of them are funny and I'm like laughing out loud to myself. And mm -hmm. like that to me is such a beautiful moment that like I would love to replicate all the time when looking at social media. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's just, just not the case, especially when they're trying to pull you in and make you watch something that is going to make you watch it for longer. You know, they don't want to put the funny 10 second clip of um, some kid getting peanut butter stuck in his hair or whatever. Cause it's funny, but like they just want to pull you in. And it seems like that's the direction we're going. It's uh attention is a, a currency. It's been like that for a little a bit. thousand percent. It, it's, it's a currency. You got to wear a bunch of different hats, you know, 
You got to wear the editing hat. You got to wear the funny clip hat. And you also you, have to parent yourself and be like, hey, that's enough of that app for today. How about you just go ahead and. Oh, yeah. I put uh, limits on my phone, but I'll definitely go by. Plow it through the limo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. another 15. They're like, all right, it's over. I'm like, all right, ignore for today. But, but even the act of putting the limits. Yes, I think it's good. Is really good. Yeah. It's really good because you know, you know where you're going overboard. <laughs> you know? Yes. You know, you're being bad today. It's okay. Cut that shit out. <laughs> Go outside. Freaking, I've been going to the gym, no headphones, dog. That's insane. Yeah. Reward yourself. Maybe, maybe, maybe cook something, throw a little bit more stuff in there. Maybe, 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 maybe spend. Here's the thing. Do you taste the time that you put into the thing that you're eating when you're eating it? Do you taste? That's a good question. Do you taste the time? As, as easy as it is to make the thing that even though you're going to eat it in two minutes. But do you taste? I don't really think. I try not to think about it. I'm just freaking eating it. Whatever. And I don't mind. I like beans and chickpeas. Sprinkle some hot sauce on it. But I think it would be beneficial sometimes to reward myself with some vegan meals cream cheese. that take some time and vegan cream cheese. You big bagel guy? I love a bagel. Yeah. And you bagel. said it you said it correctly too. Dude, I cannot stand people who are out here calling bagels bagels and shit. I'm like, "Bro, I've good. never heard yeah, a bagel." I, I was in not going to expect that from you. Oh, you've never heard anyone say no, bagel? No. Yeah, it's fucked. Bro. Bro. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. A bagel sounds like a bagel with googly eyes on it. <laughs> yes. It's a bagel. It's like, bro. I get you, how do you get how do you get your bagel? I mean bagel. Oh my lord, me? You. Oh, I like here's the thing. You gotta tell them a little bit oh. in New York. Yeah. Well maybe or not they so- go nuts. <laughs> Dude, I actually think not so much anymore. I think they've realized that they've been wasting a ton. Maybe within like the last three months, they've been putting less on. Here's what I think happened. But it usually just be like, can I tell you what happened? Here's what I think happened. The rent went up. Here's what I think happened. <laughs> what, 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 the, the, the bodega guys, what country are they from? What do you think? Sure. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to say the wrong thing? <laughs> it's okay. I don't either. But I'll say this. Here's what I think happened. I think, guys? I think when the bodega guys came to New York City, Every fucking Italian was like, what the fuck? I said I wanted cheese on this shit. So they have generational trauma from Italians telling them they want a lot of cheese or other forms of Latinos. You mean other forms of toppings also? Or it's just the cheese? Toppings in general. I think every every culture, and that's just that's just the cheese, but I'm sure there was, you know, Maybe Jamaicans wanted more tomatoes or some shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, but I think you come to this melting pot, and different cultures like a lot of toppings. Some people like a, like like Texas, America. We want a a shit ton of relish on top of our hot dogs. To us, it seems like a normal amount of Reddit relish. But maybe to the rest of the world, it's fucking getting slathered with that shit. And I think the bodega guy simply compensated. And they pleased everybody, and they just did a shit ton of toppings across the board. And maybe the price of like uh, cream cheese has gone up. But what was what's your bagel order? You can say, oh, everything bagel, toasted. It depends sesame. what I'm feeling at a certain time. That's interesting because people really only have their go to. I feel like I like, like, a, I'm I an like a guy. I like a plain Bro. motherfucking bagel with a thin thing of peanut butter on each slice. 
Do you make that at home though, or you get that oh, at the? I get that from the place, bro. I'm surprised they have that's like a little meal. Like but if I want something breakfasty, that's like it's like a brunch thing. But if I want a breakfasty bagel, I'm getting cinnamon raisin, cream, some type of cream cheese situation, and then jelly on top of that. Thin jelly because they go good. fucking nuts. In and New the York. cinnamon raisin with the jelly. Cinnamon is, raisin is a good, uh, good touch. Or cinnamon raisin with the jelly, right? Right. I love that. I love. I love plain. Amazing. Sometimes I do plain with just butter on it too. It's like toasted? A, toasted with just butter or just plain by itself. I do plain by itself on a black coffee. With nothing on it? I don't know why. Bro. <laughs> I love it, bro. I don't know why with a black coffee, bro. How do you eat it though? It's not chopped? You just. Oh, I chop it. It's got to be chopped. It's yeah. got to be chopped. You got to chop it. Chopped. Two, two slices. You get it. Two, two, two hits with the chop. Chase, dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Part two, you're out of here. Um, Before we get out of here, dude, we're popping up your Instagram. Please let us know where we can find you. You And uh, until next time, yeah. And on my YouTube, I got a YouTube channel now. Let's go. Uploading full sets on YouTube, and then I'm putting the clips on uh, Instagram. And the YouTube channel is Chase DeRusso. Chase DeRusso, guys, pop it up. Check it out, Chase, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. We always appreciate your energy, guys. Give him a follow, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you.